This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Good morning and welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please give us a call, 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Joining us this morning, he's my favorite, he's your favorite, he's Tony Shore. Tony, you with us? What, me? Favorite? Of course, man. Of course, man. You you make the show world go round. Oh, you shouldn't have. That makes me feel good. Well, it's, it is Christmas. That's the best Christmas gift ever coming from you, Travis. That's a good compliment. Uh, it's great to be here with you, and I'm excited about today's show. We talked a little bit before the show. Uh, it sounds like you've got some great info to go over with us today, but I've been good, just so busy. Now, you've been, uh, you, you're crazy, by the way. <laughs> it, it, tell the listeners what you just got back from. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, obviously we have, uh, three little tricycle motors. So, uh, we decided instead of giving them, you know, a bunch of things that I have to put together and that break in two months or need batteries every three weeks or whatever, uh, we actually took them to Disney for five days. So, uh, they, they actually got to go and do dress up at the castle and all that. And, uh, you know, basically the, the little one got to meet all her favorite characters and, uh, the three-year-old and the five-year-old, I mean, they were just rock starring it out at, uh, Disney with Mickey. So yeah, we just literally got back, uh, earlier this week from Disney for five days. And I know Tony, I know you think I'm a madman, but Hey, you, you, you got to take time to, to hang out with the kiddos too. So it was fun. We had a good time. Wow. Well, that's good. I, I know you're wiped out after that trip, though. Oh, well, you know what? Hey, like I told you, we're going to we're gonna give our listeners a, a, a show full this morning, and I can <laughs> crash are. when it's over. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There will be time for sleeping when the show is done. There you the, go. As there they you say. Go. So uh, what are we talking about today on the show? Uh, well, while while I was down in Orlando, obviously, uh, and and my wife always gets on to me because uh, she was like, even when you're not working, you're working. So so one of the things I did keep up with and that I did see uh, is the Secure Act. It looks like that is definitely going to go through. Uh, it was attached to the spending bill. It is going to be something that clients will will definitely go uh that will go into law and most um, unless something god forbid changes which we all know you know is it possible sure it is but is it likely probably not 
it, as of right now, it's going to go into law. So what I want to do is just kind of go over some of the highlights, and then we'll you know we'll dig a little deeper on some of the issues that may may be issues that we have to plan for. Uh, but you know, I think the best thing to do is just kind of hit the high points. We're not going to talk about every and button or in the in the law. But uh, but obviously, we're going to give you the, the meat and potatoes of what you need to look out for uh, in retirement. Okay, so uh, obviously, the SECURE Act, I've, I've heard about it. It did pass. So now, what are we looking at? I heard it's going to affect a stretch IRA, which a lot of people really utilize and rely on to pass along money, right? Well, I tell you what, let's do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna cover the the most non uh, I guess the non impactful first, and then we'll we'll go down the list and we'll 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 add in what uh what actually needs to get covered on that. Sure, point. I didn't so, mean to ruin the punchline. No, 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 no. You told the punchline before I told the joke. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, the Secure Act. Basically, first things first, it eliminates the age limit for making IRA contributions because, you know, if you if you're over 70 and a half, uh, typically once you got to that age, even if you were still working, maybe you were, you know, you were on a, doing a side job, whatever. If you wanted to make an IRA contribution, you were prohibited because you were over 70 and a half. You were over the age of RMDs requirement of distribution. So uh, what it actually does First things first is it eliminates the age limit for making traditional IRA contributions. Now, if you were contributing to a Roth IRA, which is obviously the one that goes in uh, where it's already taxed, and then obviously it grows tax tax deferred, and then if you meet the requirements, it comes out tax exempt. But uh, that was always in there. But it typically we did have the limit for making traditional IRA contributions. That is no longer there. Uh, one of Actually, one of my favorite things that's in here, because I'm just trying to, to cherry pick the gems, if you will, um, is it increases the RMD age from 70 and a half to 72. Uh, that does a couple things. Number one, it eliminates the dreaded half year. I cannot tell you how happy I am that I don't have to literally spend you know 20 minutes in, of our class time whenever we teach on, on helping clients understand the evil dreaded 70 and a half, because, you know, if think about it, it's if you're taking RMDs under the old law, uh, if you were born between January 1st and June 30th, you had a RMD based on your age at 70 because it's the age you turn the year you turn 70 and a half. So same year you turn 70, you'll turn 70 and a half. That's that's your year. If you are 70 and a half between uh, or 70 between uh, July 1 and December 31st, then obviously you would always take your first distribution as a 71-year-old. So there was always that slippery slope. And I think that was, in my opinion, way too much sugar for a nickel. Um, I think that's definitely that was definitely just overkill. So now at least increasing the RMD age to age 72 kind of eliminates some of that, uh, the trickiness uh, of, the, of, the, of the IRA distribution. When should you take it? When should you not? When should you defer it to? I mean, it, it just it cleans it up quite a bit, and I am glad that they did that uh, as well. Now, so there are a lot of positives, or at oh, least absolutely. some positives, yeah. in the SECURE Act is what you're saying. Well, here's the thing, Tony. Uh, a good advisor... <clears throat> not, not <laughs> I'm not going to name names, Travis. But, but a good, but a good advisor, his job or her job is to take what they are given, find the gems, find the the avenues which are going to 
positively affect clients and use those to the client's advantage based on what's written in the tax code. So, I mean, you know, yes, there are always gems. You just need to know where to dig or know, you need to know how to find them and leverage them to your or your client's best interest. So, so the answer to your question is yes, there are some good as, as well as some bad in here. Um, now, one of the things, and Tony, I know you and I talk about this all the time, and I know you're probably getting tired of it, but I'm going to keep preaching until 2026, is we have the current RMDs now. We have given been given a two-year reprieve on RMDs for Roth conversion. So that is another really, I, I think, unintended consequence that Congress is probably going to sit back and go off. Oh, you know, humbug. I mean, they're, they're not going to be thinking about this, but for you out there listening to our radio show, you need to understand this. Typically after 70 and a half, it's not that it becomes inefficient, but it is not as efficient to do in a Roth conversion after 70 and a half, because you have to take into account RMDs in the same year. So Let's say, let's use this as an example. If you're already getting, say, 50000 in income, let's say that's all taxable, and you do a $10,000 IRA uh, conversion to a Roth, and let's say your RMD is a required minimum distribution is also 10000 that means in order to do that $10,000 Roth conversion, you're going to have 70000 of income versus 60000 because you have to take the RMD and you're doing a conversion in the same year. So that means your tax bill could potentially be higher. You know, it could could uh, could weaken the efficacy of that. But now that we have an extra two years, that's going to be huge because instead of 70 and a half now, you have another two years. And for there are some of you guys that that could have basically saved your retirement because now you may be able to fully convert all the way through 25 until when tax the tax law changes back to 2017 rates in 2026. So keep in mind, put a pin in this, put it on your refrigerator, whatever you need to do. <clears throat> and whatever you need to do, you need to make sure that you are converting or at least you are uh, at least looking at whether conversion is right for you. So, you know, once again, RMD stage 72, I think that's going to be huge. Um, one of the other things that has happened is uh, there have always been Tony release valves, if you will. Uh, basically, you could turn on income or turn on withdrawals uh, from an IRA if you needed to. Uh, but now they have also added penalty-free withdrawals for birth or adoption. So, you know, if, if you know, you're a young family starting out and you, you know, have a family or, you know, start a family, or if you're adopting a child, both of those are going to allow you to have access without that dreaded 10% uh, withdrawal penalty. So I, I think that's, that's something that, you know, most people are going to overlook or advisors are not going to really focus on, but I think that's definitely worth mentioning. Well, it, it for sure is. Now, if listeners want to sort this out or, or make sure their IRA and their ducks are in a row and see how this all affects them, uh, maybe some of our listeners don't have a set written plan. Uh, I know that you'll, uh, you're offering them a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. How do they get a hold of you to do that? Absolutely. Tony, 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or they can visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Send us an email. 
basically they can contact us that way or hey you and i we we love it whenever we get the feedback if you want to go back and listen to the past shows you can always go to navigatingretirementradio.com visit our podcast page download on google play or itunes all right that's right and they can even uh, get it on spotify as a podcast but they can go to navigatingretirementradio.com and check that out good good advice it's so much fun you can go back and listen to pick a topic that really interests you uh, listen through it. There's a lot of great advice coming from you, Travis, on these shows. Now, Travis, today on Navigating Your Retirement, we're talking about that SECURE Act and some of the changes uh, that are taking place that could affect all of us. Uh, what else is happening? Uh, well, with the SECURE Act, uh, we we basically, and, and I don't want to go too deep, Tony, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you kind of a preview. I don't want to whet your appetite because when we come back, we'll get deeper into it. But one of the things that you mentioned and is a huge issue is the stretch IRA or beneficial IRA designation that is about to go away. So basically, if if people have not exercised that prior to, to the end of 2019, so I mean, if if you haven't passed away, you're good. Um, wow. If <laughs> I mean, it's I'm sorry, sure. it is what it is. Right. If you haven't passed away and you haven't left your IRA by the end of 2019, you could have an issue. If you are planning on leaving that to a trust, if you are planning on leaving that in another another uh, uh, IRA option or beneficiary option other than uh, lump sum or five sure. year or beneficial, you, you need to know what your options right. are because, right. because once again, at the end of 2019, the rules are gonna change. Yeah, and let's and talk about that after the break. We yeah, absolutely, we need to know what that here. is and, yep. and see, uh, see where we go from here. All right, and listeners, stay tuned. We're gonna be right back with more of Navigating Your Retirement and our host, Travis Chance, right after this. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call CFG Wealth Management at 877-269-0839 or visit navigatingretirementradio.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And welcome back to Navigating Your Retirement. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Our host, the man with the plan, is Travis Chance. Travis, before the break, you were teasing us about uh, one of the big changes with the SECURE Act. Uh, what are we talking about here? Okay, so so let's just let's do a little 30-second on the back, and then we'll go forward. So before this law, we had basically three options that a beneficiary, non-spousal beneficiary, if you will, could actually use to to get in or get access to a IRA that was left to them as a death benefit, as a beneficiary. They could take it as a lump sum, which the majority of people did. Uh, you could take it over the five-year rule, which means you, you needed to have it all exhausted by the end of five years. And then you also had the, what we call stretch or or, or beneficial IRA designation. Now, what that meant is, let's say you had a, a 44-year-old, okay? If he or she were left that IRA, they would have to take it out on their life expectancy or actually have it all exhausted by age 85. So they could actually you know, let it grow and, uh, and continue to take distributions for maybe 
20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, I mean, just depending on what the age was. So what uh, Congress, obviously, in their infinite wisdom, decided was, oh, wait a minute, that's too long. We're missing out on some of this revenue. We need to go ahead because obviously uh, there, are, there are millions of baby boomers aging into the retirement phase of life. Uh, so all these retirement plans that have been accruing and saving, uh, they want they want access to your money. I mean, let's just face it. It is what it is. But what what you now have the ability to do is the five year rule is basically gone and the uh, the beneficial IRA, because you don't really need the five year if you're you know, if you if you've got the 10 year payout, which is now the new law of the land, the five year and the beneficial just kind of go by the wayside. There's really no need for them to be in there. Uh, so essentially what you can do is you actually can take distributions uh, every year for 10 years, or you can actually wait. And if you don't take any distributions and let's say 10 years after the death of the person that left you the IRA, you would have a force out of all of the funds in that IRA. So let's say that, uh, and I'm just giving you easy math. Let's say you have a $500,000 IRA that is left to you by your father, your mother, whomever. If you don't take any money out and it grows for 10 years, and let's say it goes from a mil- from 500,000 to a million dollars, at the end of at the end of year 10, you're going to have to take a million dollars of taxable income in that year in most cases. Tony, wow. <laughs> there I I can I can tell you from experience because I see it every day. If you have people that are inheriting uh, IRA assets from their parents and they don't really need the money because, you know, obviously they have, you know, they have jobs that uh, that are, are more than enough to sustain them and their family. And, you know, things happen. Life happens. These things are going to basically get forgotten about. Watch what I tell you. Or they're going to be looked at as a savings account. And whenever they see the market going up, the beneficiary is going to look at it and go, well, I'm just going to let it keep going. What will wind up happening is you're going to see a lot of tax time bombs start going off. And whenever you have potentially tax rates that could go up dramatically due to current change in policy, whether it's change in administration, whether it's, you know, the fact that Congress finally understands how to use a calculator and they they deal with that four letter word called debt or math, Um they are actually going to, I think you're going to start seeing time bombs go off like the 4th of July, like the Boston Pops are playing. Um, I think that's, I think it's, I think this is definitely going to be something that if you don't have a plan, it is going to be a very, very, very painful experience in most cases. Uh, now, I could be wrong. Uh, I am, I am human. We err. I'm, you know, I'm more than willing to say I could be wrong. But I think it is. Now, yeah. one of the things that you do if now you do have other options, like if this is for what I just described is for a non-spousal beneficiary. So that's for people like, you know, children and grandchildren, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, whomever, anyone who's not your spouse or or minor children, minor children, not grandchildren, but children up to majority age, they don't have to abide by the same rules. They have a different uh, different set of rules. Also, uh, disabled individuals, chronically ill, uh, beneficiary not more than 10 years younger than the IRA owner. Uh, all of these have different sets of rules. But once again, we're just going to talk about the 30,000 foot view this morning. 
So if you fall into any one of those categories, or if you have a beneficiary that falls into, once again, surviving spouse, minor children, up to majority, not grandchildren, disabled individuals, chronically ill, or beneficiary not more than 10 years younger than the IRA owner, you're going to have some different issues, some different rules. So you'll definitely want to investigate those. But what we're basically going to cover is just kind of the broad, you know, the 80 or 90 percent, if you will, uh, of the iceberg. That's more the tip. Uh, let's see. One of the things that obviously is is going to be a sticky wicket for a lot of a lot of retirees and a lot of the a lot of their planning team is you could potentially have trust issues, right? Because once again, if you had already done all the work, and once again, you can't leave your IRA to your trust until you pass. It's an IRA trust. Uh, IRA trust. So basically, at your passing, it's when it would go in there. You need to figure out, is that still the best option? Because, Tony, if if you put your money into a trust, obviously, even if it's a conduit trust, after 2019, you're still going to have to file or have to follow the same 10-year payout. Now, you could protect them from predators, creditors, divorce, et cetera, for that 10-year window, but they're still going to have only 10 years to pass that out. And then, you know, some may say, well, I'm just going to leave mine in there and, and we're just we're just going to give them the option of taking it out whenever. If if you have, like I said, uh, you know, beneficiaries who have kids, they have professional lives, they don't remember to do something. Um, if you have the trust tax rate, that means, let's say, for instance, you had a $500,000 IRA and uh, and you had it set up where 50000 a year would be going into the trust and then the, the beneficiary could take it as they need to. Well, now the tax trust rates for 2019, anything over thirty, anything over $12,750 is taxed at 37%. So... If you think about it, a lot of your a lot of your uh, beneficiaries or many in the middle class are going to be in the 24, maybe 22 percent rate. So it might make more sense to just leave it to them outright instead of instead of involving a trust. Now, once again, I'm not an attorney. I don't even play one on TV. I'm just giving you my opinion as a planner. These are some of the issues you need to start having with your attorney if you have implemented a trust for an IRA. Uh, to make sure that you are staying on top of what's going on. Right. Uh, also, need to think about taking, if you are in the middle of taking uh, RMDs, maybe if you're charitably inclined, qualified charitable distributions, QCDs, you need to think about those. Instead of giving it straight to you, give it straight to the charity of your choice. Uh, you also need to think about, number four, you need to think about uh, how do we transfer assets? We need to be looking at more tax-free assets versus tax taxable assets, because like I said, trust rates are only getting higher. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a trend that is not consistent. Uh, so obviously, we need to figure out what we're going to do. And then the last thing is, we need to think about maybe using some charitable remainder trust or some direct charitable beneficiary trust. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I'm not an attorney. Don't play one on TV. My name's not Matlock, and it, de it definitely is not Perry Mason. However, <laughs> there are a lot of advisors and a lot of attorneys in your area that probably specialize in this. But there are a lot of attorneys that don't specialize in this. So don't don't just go to the first one because he graduated high school or college with you. You need to find a professional, find someone who knows what they're doing, not just in, in your legal side, but also in your financial plan side. All right. Wow. Great advice.
And we're out of time for today's show. So before we go, let our listeners know that phone number one more time so they can call and set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. Absolutely, Tony. 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.